You're listening to Moms Out Loud. You're tired? Tell me how you're tired. <laughs> what am Maybe I we should fill right? people in. Look at this baby. Do a spit. Do a spit. I feel weird. Let me offer. It's fine. It's fine. Hey guys, it's Rachel. And this is Alexa. I feel weird saying it's Rachel. That felt like The Shining. But oh. <laughs> if, you, if you get that reference, I guess I should have said, I don't. I'm I Rachel. Don't. <laughs> you know, um, the famous line from The Shining, here's Johnny. It just felt like that to me. I don't oh, know. Why. Yeah. Have you not seen The Shining? No. <laughs> well, it's really good. Oh, you don't like scary, though. I used to be okay with scary. And then, I don't know. I, I don't. Ever since I started having kids, I stopped watching all the scary stuff. So... Yeah, I don't like scary anymore either. Babies made me a wimp. And I never kept up when I was younger either because I was always, I always had to sneak him because my parents would obviously not allow it. So any movie that I would sneak, I had to make sure it was like worth sneaking over. So I think The Shining just did not make the cut It's classic. It's a classic. I really think you'd like it as an adult. Like it's not too scary. I think you'd like it. Speaking of parents not letting you, I was talking to my dad the other day because he was asking me, he was like, what's your favorite horror movie? And I was like, that's too hard of a question to ask me. Um, But he said something where he basically, he was like, yeah, you've always liked scary stuff. Like you have, oh, he said, you're weird. You said you're a little weird, but used to like to watch all this scary crap at five years old. And I was like, well, I'm like, that explains why I'm afraid of the dark, dad. Yeah. Okay? (laughs) Because you were letting me watch scary stuff when I was freaking five. Yeah. What the heck? Anyways. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, that has nothing to do with this episode at all, but hi, guys. No. Sorry. (laughs) Little tangent. Yeah, there we go. That's so funny. Yes. So, I say we just hop in, right? Yeah. Well, I have Unless something have that, that oh, prefaces yeah. this episode a little bit that I didn't talk to you about, like, offline. Okay. Um, so I've started, like, my weight loss journey, and yeah. I've already lost some weight, which I'm really happy with, and yeah, I haven't really been doing much, but I really feel like a couple things go into play here, and um, one of them being, like, my emotional state and just kind of being closer to home. And um, having the sun and all that, like, every day. And um, so I'm just getting enough vitamin D. I feel a lot more comfortable where I'm at. And I'm not, like, all the way across the country from my family. I just feel like in a better place emotionally to conquer my weight. You know, like, my weight issue. So that kind of prefaces this episode a little bit. (laughs) That's nice because I feel like sometimes when my family's around a lot more, I'm like more, I'm putting on weight. I don't know why, yeah. but it's, well, I do know why because everybody eats like garbage. Okay. And you know, yeah. it tastes delicious <laughs> and I have no self-control. So I'll be eating so good for two months. And then my grandma visits or somebody and they're like, hello, I'm going to make you food of, with love. And then I sure. have to eat that. Sure. And uh, no, for then sure. they leave and I gained 10 pounds and I'm like. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I mean, I think it helps that I'm still an hour away from my family, um, so it's not like I'm over all the time. And we do have like days when we get together, and then they feed me food. But um, 
but I think just, yeah, being back home, like in my home state and just knowing that I can, um, have help if I need help, you know, or, um, I don't know. I think the sun plays a lot into it. I, I really look it's back at this last yeah. year and I was like, I think I was depressed and I didn't know, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah. No, I totally get that. And I, like me, when I am starting to feel that way, I have to like purposefully make myself sit outside if the sun's outside. I'll set a timer for like 15 minutes and I'll try to expose like large portions of my body and be like, all right, you need the sun. You need it. Yeah. And you're yeah. not doing good. <laughs> Yeah, and I remember, like, when the sun would come out, I would go just lay on our, because we didn't have any, like, sunning um, seats in Jacksonville. We had a picnic table, though, and so I would just lay down on the picnic table, like, not in my bathing suit or anything, just in clothes. Like, I would just lay down, and I would fall asleep. And, And I think back, and I'm like, man, that's just, like, not normal for me, like, looking back now. I'm like, I was probably just so tired. And then the sun was just, my body needed more or something, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah. Yep. It's such a thing. Yeah. So anyway, because we, this week we're talking about military situation. Like what, are we, well, how do we title this episode? <laughs> I don't even know. I'm just going to call this like our first probably of many um, basically like military spouse episode. Okay. Because this is a mom's podcast. Obviously women are also in the military, but, um, pre- predominantly we know military spouses that are the woman, the woman is the spouse that's yes. not active duty. Yes. Um, I mean, I guess not, that's not entirely true for me because I grew up in the military with like, with military parents. Um, so yeah. I actually know a lot of female <laughs> people in the military but I think it goes irregardless if you're active duty or if you are just the spouse I think this is just like military spouses this is an episode for military spouses let me look at I feel like I had an idea of what it was going to be called but basically maybe how life is different as a military spouse roughly yeah something like that (laughs) something along those lines yeah so that's what we're going to be talking about today how life is different um but yeah. before then, we get into, sorry, did you have something to say? Well, yeah, and I was just going to say, and then at the end, we're not going to just complain this whole episode. We'll tell you how we kind of deal with things, too, <laughs> so, at the oh, end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, they 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 would hear. They'll know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just preface. <laughs> well, no, What? so before we started, I wanted to kind of just preface it with, um, it's, I feel like it's going to sound like we're complaining and it's not that we're complaining for no reason, number one. Um, but also we are very thankful for our husband's jobs and careers in the military. Obviously it put foods on the, puts food on the table. Um, yeah. they get to do something that they enjoy, I guess, I hope. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope, you know, yeah, I hope. Uh, you know, we were able to sustain our family because of, you know, their time and efforts and they get to, you know, protect and serve our country, which is very cool. And, um, basically I just don't want it to seem like we're hating on the military. Well, that's for another episode. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) but I just, I just don't want it to seem like we're ungrateful for like the place that God has put us in or for like the careers that our spouses are in 
uh, we are thankful for our husbands even having jobs and having money to eat and to take care of our families. And at the end of the day, um, the military is actually what brought me and Luke together. So obviously very thankful for that. My parents were both in the military. My dad is still in the military. My I have multiple grandparents, aunts and uncles and cousins currently in the military and close friends. So I'm definitely not trying to bash it directly but I want to be very I want us to be able to be very honest about things that are hard things that are different things that we struggle with that way that if you're also a military spouse you can feel very heard and understood and if you're not a military spouse hopefully you can have some compassion on those of us that you didn't realize what it was like as well as helping you to understand one of the biggest things you should learn from this if you're not a military spouse never ever ever say to a military spouse well you chose to marry him and you knew he was in the military never say that never say that well my thing is because like the military brought Layla and I together too and my brother was in the military before and um and we've had family members in the military so I I mean I respected the military and that's why I was like so into yeah I can totally do um marriage in the military and I was so for supporting but I think what makes me laugh is not when I mean yes when people say what you just said but when people tell me well you get you know health care for free and you guys you know you guys live a luxurious life because you work for the government and I'm just like I I, I don't even know yeah I don't even know what to say when people say that I'm like yeah we don't get we don't get health care for free. That comes out of our paycheck. That's actually smaller than a paycheck you that you would expect. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and my gosh. the doctors know, we I get know. to choose, the doctors we get to choose that our insurance that, oh, it's supposedly free. Um, these doctors they are suck. horrible doctors. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like we don't get anything for free. We don't live a luxurious life. Um, base housing would be a perk. But at the same time, it we've never lived on base housing because it's not a perk. It sucks on base I, housing. Yes. I've lived <laughs> in base housing multiple times in my life as a child. I lived in condemned base housing with my father. Yes, that yes. should have been illegal. <laughs> I have been in all oh my... I just... You know, they built new housing in Quantico, and we were some of the first people to live in it when it was new. So we lived in a brand new house. I had a neighbor yeah. who fell through their freaking top floor yeah, because they no. missed the floorboard. It's no. not like they take their time and they have all this money and they're like, here you go. Here's some nice housing. They're like, we're in a rush. Yeah. You have $2. Do it in two days. Do, you know, no, skip no, no. a few fl- floorboards. They, <laughs> they do take their time, Rachel. When you actually want to get back into your house, then they spend months on your house working on it. <laughs> After the hurricane, they were like up there on the roofs, like fixing the roofs. And something that would take like two weeks for like a regular contractor was taking them months. Like people were out of their houses forever. And I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> so ridiculous. Anyway. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I, 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 so that's hard because I try to let that stuff roll off my back because my parents were enlisted and I grew up with enlisted parents and then I married an officer. And so a lot of people give me crap. Like I've had people be like, you guys have so much more money because you're an officer's wife. And I'm like, number one, I am 
the least typical officer's wife. So that's really rude to me. <laughs> no offense if you're an yeah. officer's wife and you like that or whatever. That's great. Right. Um, but I, I don't know. Officers, yes, they make more money because they had to go to college to be a freaking officer. Okay. So there's yeah. a difference there. Number one. Also, everything... There's things that, like, if you're enlisted, you don't have to pay for out of pocket. But if you're an officer, because they pay you more, you do have to pay for everything out of pocket. Like, chow hall meals, all your uniforms, um, different things that, like, when you're enlisted, it, they yeah. you don't pay directly out of pocket for. Um, yeah. everyone, everyone pays for everything in a way. Okay, let's be honest. But yeah. it's just, it makes me so frustrated because it's like, I don't care if we make more money. We still have one income. Okay? Yeah. So if you when work it... out in town and your husband works out in town, you're a freaking, you know, dentist, your husband's a doctor, you're like, you make so much money as an officer. I'm like, what? We have one income, okay? <laughs> I could be on WIC, you know? So just calm down. Well, um, I think anyone that says anything about, you know, oh, well, you're an officer, they're just jealous. I mean, there's so many times that Lael, I mean, he's proud of his career. He's gotten... Um, as far as he wanted to in the military and probably far farther um, than he ever thought he would when, before he retires. And so we're really proud of his career. But there are times oh, yeah. when we're like, man, I should have just gone to school before, you know? <laughs> and, um, and so if anyone ever, like, talks bad about, you know, that – it's because they're just jealous, you know? So. I, so I just try, I used to get super offended because when people give you a hard time for being an officer, they're usually trying to be mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like they're yeah. giving you a hard time because they want to be your friend because that's a bad way to make friends, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, I used to be super offended because my parents were enlisted. Like my dad enlisted when he was like 18 and yeah. left when I was a week old for boot camp. And I would be like, you know, like you don't know my story. So you don't get to sure. act like I just married into a freak. It's not like I married a general, okay, dudes, <laughs> you know. Um, but now I try, this is really mean, but if they're being mean, I'm being mean, okay? I'm allowed to. That's my defense yeah. mechanism. But people will be say something and I'm like, I'm not going to apologize for the fact that my husband chose to go to college. And that yeah. usually ends yeah. the conversation right there because that's – insane i didn't even go to college i dropped out of college luke went to college he did good he has a mechanical engineering degree and i'm very proud of that fact and i'm not gonna apologize for it so yeah anyways no you shouldn't done with that little you know (laughs) weirdo you guys fraternization rant (laughs) i've talked about things like this to like either new military spouses or like people that are not military spouses and they don't understand like the contention between spouses like on rank and all this stuff where Rachel you and I are like we're staying are allowed to be friends yeah we're friends and we're friends yeah (laughs) but we are like we are unique I mean there's a group of us but we are unique in saying we we are not titled by our husband's rank and we are our own people and we get to make friends however we want to make friends and our husband's job does not you know own us so um, there's a group of us out there, but it's actually rare to find a friend that like doesn't um, doesn't get into all this, you know. And also, it's like th- there are some people who take the fraternization thing super seriously. Like, if you're an officer 
you're not supposed to be hanging out with enlisted people for some reason. Yeah. That's like a bullcrap. Like, I don't know if it's yeah. a rule or if <laughs> yeah. it's implied. I, don't um, I could care less about anyone's rank. Yeah. I could care less. I will treat you well if you are a good person. And if you are mean, I will not give you the time of day. I don't yeah. care if you're a general or what you are. I don't care because I'm not in the military. Okay. I'm not going to yeah. do anything to jeopardize my husband's career. But I have like, there's been people who've been above him who are not very nice people, but when they are around the spouses, they want to be all like nice. And I'm like, no, you're very yeah, mean to my husband right. and I will not kiss your butt. I'm not here to do that. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be very cordial, you know, perfectly pleasant, but yeah. I'm not going to be your buddy. I'm not going out of my way to be your buddy. So yeah. <laughs> well, Lael tried to, one of those rules that are like, spoken but not spoken is like the dress code for wives so when you go on base supposedly there's this dress code and there is it's actually written it is there is a dress in the commissary it's written yeah yeah and um i went with holy jeans once and Lael was like are you gonna walk in there like that i'm like yes yes i am (laughs) i'm not changing i'm sorry no Yeah, I don't even know what the rules are anymore, and I don't care. I, I, honestly, I if think most is people so don't care anymore that they have to stop a spouse in the store. Like, you must look crazy if they're stopping you, number one. But if they, yeah. their life is so boring that they get their jollies by stopping a wife to be like, yeah. you're wearing <laughs> yeah. flip flops. Flip flops are not allowed in here. <laughs> I'm going to be like, this is Jacksonville, North Carolina. We live next to the beach. Um, yeah. I'm sorry that your home life is so unhappy that you need to tell me I'm wearing flip flops. Please yes. <laughs> go read if you're so bored. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Anyways. But anyways, yeah, for all you people a- that aren't military spouses, imagine thinking about a dress code before going anywhere. <laughs> so people don't have to think about stuff like that. I always base, laugh you know? because we just like my family, like my parents and Luke and I, we have like a joke that I'm like the worst military wife ever. That's like our long-standing <laughs> joke. Because I'm just like, I'm not here for the for the games. I'm like, I didn't sign a contract. My only contract is my marriage license. So yeah, yeah. I do not belong to the U.S. government. And I yeah. will not <laughs> deal with I all will that not. I will not learn the acronyms, okay? <laughs> no, I refuse. I, I barely even know some of the ranks. And I don't care. I don't care to know. I purposefully choose to not know. Yeah. Because what what's going to be bettered in my life if I learn that? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. I think um, I, know I think the rank it ma- my husband is. That's yeah. It. So I think it matters if your husband cares. You know, if that's something that he wants you to learn, then fine. But my husband is just like, yeah, it's my job. I go to work and then I come home. You know, and so um, he tries to make it as normal as possible, even though he knows our life isn't normal per se. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's very fair. That's very fair. Yeah. So let's start digging into like what we wanted to talk about because we kind of yeah. just. <laughs> yeah. We prefaced a uh, lot uh, of like, here's all of our frustration right here in the first 20 minutes of sorry. this. <laughs> yeah. I was going to try and like not rant, but it's really hard. It's really hard to yeah. not rant. Yeah, I know. That's okay. It's hard. Other military spouses will get it, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so let's get into, like, how life is different. Already, we, we, I mean, we talked about a couple of things already. Um, yeah. But obviously, one of the biggest things is usually you don't have any family nearby. Um, yeah. No 
like it's very rare that you do i mean at least for me like we don't have any duty stations available that are near family right now this is the closest we've ever been to family and we're three and a half hours away which is yeah. actually very very close because i've you know lived in japan so that's way further <laughs> yeah um but it's pretty much a given that you're going to have to not live near your family even if you're having babies or, you know, big life stuff is happening, you're not going to have your mom down the street or, you know, if you don't like your mom, you know, your dad or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. So. Well, and they won't, um, they, they probably won't make it to your events either. Like, um, I think you were blessed with this last birth that your mom was there, um, because she, you know, that you guys carved out some time and made sure that she was there, but, um, like, I was four hours away. We were in, we were stationed in Vegas. And so we were four hours away and like they, my family wanted to be there for Eric's birth or for all my births really. But you know, it's a four hour time. Like they had to drive. So it's like if they wanted, they had to plan around my births if they actually wanted to be there versus if they were, you know, up the street, like you said. So yeah, like so getting to my, those my bigger, mom was bigger things the bigger milestones which is like yeah. it can be a blessing and a curse because there's like some things where like birth i'd be fine if no one could come to my birth personally yeah but like first birthdays i think it's really cool when like i get to see all my family in pennsylvania like having big birthdays and their moms there and their dads there and their aunts and uncles and their cousins and their kids get to grow up with their cousins like that's yeah. really cool and me like roland's first birthday no one could come and yeah. we FaceTimed my mom and that was it. Like yeah. nobody could come. It was, and that's like sad, you know, I wish it could have been different. Um, if we're still here for Forrest's first birthday, I might try to have like a bigger thing before we're further away from family again. Yeah. Um, but it just, I know, I know kids don't know and they don't care, but like, I know I care as a mom. It's hard for me to not ever get to have my kids like grow up with their cousins like I used to get to play with my cousins and I really liked that and oh yeah I don't know that sucks yeah and I mean we have to as moms kind of like keep it together and as spouses you know keep it together so um just making this a normal life and like we were in Jacksonville like my family's in California we were in North Carolina for for three years I always keep saying four years I don't know why but three years and um yeah, it's like you you literally can't do anything with family and you kind of have to just make it normal. <laughs> it's just, it's yeah, really hard. It's, it's so hard. And my family is like a big family family. I don't know. Like, yeah, I know that yeah. sounds weird, but like, so when I was a kid, we would, I was military, but even then, like we would always travel for the holidays and we yeah. would hit like multiple family Christmas parties on Christmas and stuff like that. Because there was huge Christmas parties for, like, my dad's side of the family and then my mom's side of the family. Yeah. And, like, all those siblings all grew up near each other and stayed and lived near each other. So there was, like, everybody there. And, and it was just cool to kind of see how, like, even though I always felt a little bit like an outsider because I wasn't around, um, like, yeah. they all were with each other. Um, it was cool to see them, like, just get to do life together like that. And... Um, I felt like an outsider then and I still feel like an outsider now <laughs> because I have never really been around consistently enough to get to enjoy those things. But I hope someday I can make my family like that, my, um, you know, the family that's in my home. I hope we're able to do things special enough um, that 
you know, maybe they'll want to come to my big Christmas parties when they yeah. have babies and stuff. And it'll be like a whole big cool thing that I'll get to do for them, like a legacy thing. So, right. I don't know. That's yeah. really freaking hard though. Like sometimes it's like, okay, cool. I get to have a break, but I bet if you live down the street from your family, you get plenty of break because you see each other easily. But when you never yeah. see each other, it's always like a big hoopla when you do have to see each other. And then I feel like it's more pressure. It's more stressful versus it just being like, okay, I'll, I'll see you in the next few weeks when we feel like it. And that can yeah. be like super chill. Yeah. Um, so. Well, yeah, oh, that's where it, like. thing with having no family. Oh, I'm sorry. Because I've been. No, you, you go and I'll go after. Well, yeah. All I was been... going to say was like, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I mean, we live an hour away from family right now. Like, I'm so thankful. And my husband kind of took. I don't know. He could have been stationed, like he could have stayed in North Carolina. He could have done different things for his career, but he decided, you know what, like Alexa needs to be closer to her family. And he's on, he's from Montana. So he, he wanted to get closer to his family too. So, um, he chose this, um, this career path, you know, this, this place. So I'm thankful that he kind of, um, maybe took the less exciting job to be here so that I could be an hour away from family and then we can see them when we want. And it's kind of like this relaxing type of, of thing right now. Like I don't have to see them every single day, but I can if I wanted to. So yeah. And honestly, like, I think that's really cool. And that's how Luke is too, where he's like, I want to work so that I can live, but I don't want to live so that I can work. So yeah. it's like your, their priority isn't like, career, 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 their priority is like, what's the best thing for my family? Yeah. And my job is what puts food on the table, but not what is the most important to me, my family is. And so sometimes they do have to do that where they take like crappier positions so that it can be like a little bit better for us. Yeah. Um, but man, thankful for those kinds of husbands because not all husbands would do that kind of stuff. Right. So yes. Yeah. But I, the one more thing I wanted to say about the family was the fact that um, you don't no family means no help. Yeah. So I uh, and I mean we're gonna get into friends and stuff a little bit later. But what I mean is, I hear my family and my friends say, like, oh yeah, you know, like I go work out like three times a week first thing in the morning, and I'm like, oh what what like what do you do with your kids? They're like, oh, I just take him to my mom's house. Yeah. And I don't know why I'm feeling emotional about this. <laughs> yeah. um, but honestly, it, it, um, I was like, whoa. Like, what would life be like if it was that easy? You know? Yeah. Or um, my cousins, they live near both their parents. And so they go on weekly date nights. Weekly. And they don't have to pay for a babysitter. They only pay for whatever they want to do. They just take turns dropping them off at the other parents. And it's just like, uh, we do so much alone. And yeah. I don't want to sound like I'm complaining, but I'm just trying to be very real. It's freaking hard. And I didn't realize that it's that it was different because this is the only way I've ever done it. But when my family visits, you know, like they always say like, I don't know how you do it. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like you did this too, you know? And they're like, no, I didn't. I had help. And I'm yeah. like, well, you know, I have help too. Like Luke helps me. And they're like, that's not what I mean. You know, like, like they basically say 
they they have made me see that I didn't realize that I, I have it hard I guess I, yeah. that sounds weird but or I guess that other people have it a lot easier I should say and oh my gosh this is just very specific to us as military spouses I'm not talking about people who are single parents or anything like that obviously sure. that's a whole nother ball game that I can't speak to yeah. um but just wow what if when I needed to go to the doctors I didn't have to take two kids or ask my husband to take off half a day of work so that I could have help what if, yeah. you know, or what if when I'm having a really hard season and I want to run away and scream, I could actually have a break because people would be close enough to help, you know? Oh yeah. my gosh. Sorry that I'm literally like crying, no. um, but it's just like, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I'm at wit's end and I can't do this. And then you still have to, because yeah. it doesn't, that's it. You can wait till your husband's home so he can help. And thankfully Luke does when I'm having a really hard day. And I'm like, okay, I'm clocking out for the day. I'm literally going to hide in the bathtub until everybody's asleep. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's not like I can be like, um, you know, like, hey, dad, or like, hey, grandma or mom or cousin or whatever. Can someone come let me go sit at a coffee shop for an hour by myself because I just need to breathe or think or not be touched for an hour or have to get someone a freaking snack and it's like you don't get that I don't know I and this is just yeah. I guess I'm just starting to realize this and I maybe it's just because I have two kids now or I don't know but I never really realized that people don't have to always do it like this yeah. um and I feel so just um bad for all my many friends like who had like you know, three, four, five kids. Their husband was deployed. They didn't live near family. I had no kids and I didn't realize how hard they must have had it. Yeah. And I am just like so regretful that I wasn't more helpful or thoughtful um, because now I'm like, holy crap, they probably cried in the shower every night, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And and I didn't know and I wasn't able to, to do better. And so I just think like, man, if your mom lives down the street, write her a thank you note <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what I mean like oh my gosh like just don't take it just basically don't take it for granted um yeah well that and I want to just say <laughs> don't feel like don't feel guilty about you know not helping more because um I've had friends you know in Jacksonville I had a, a group of friends that would help me out there was like about six months six to nine months of like appointments and things that I had to get to like two to three times a week. And sometimes Lael could just could not get off work. Like there was no way. And, um, and so my friends would help me out, but here's the thing. I'm really grateful for them and I love them dearly, but it's just not the same. You know, um, they have their own schedule, their own families, their own things going on. And it's not the same as family watching your child because it's family. There's something different where it's not so much a favor or, oh, I'm, you know, I'm doing my friend a favor or, um, yeah, sure. I can watch them. Like, it's just, there's something different when it's your family and they want to watch them because they, they want to spend time with their family, you know? Yeah. So yeah, definitely. It's just, it's that's, just different. That's, that's definitely true. And I, I was going to, touch on that a little bit more later when we talk about like the friends thing because okay. I just yeah I, yeah there's a there's more to that for sure and yeah, I definitely sure. agree um okay well let's keep moving let's keep well moving I think this kind of this kind of moves easily into 
just our, the long hours, duty, holidays, deployments, I think like that there's no consistency in work days. I think that this moves into it because when I'm having a hard day, if I feel like, okay, wow, like my whole week has just been completely horrible. My kids are, um, you know, jumping off the walls this, like, I'm just at my wit's end, especially around my period time. I'm like so tired and my mind is just so exhausted. I just start to cry. And guess what? I'm, I'm hopeful that my, my husband will come home on time to help me because he, I've been texting him all day. Hey, I'm just having a hard time and I feel bad doing that. But there's certain days where I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm done today. And he's like, okay, I'm going to try to get home early and help you. Well, three o'clock passes, then four o'clock passes. Then the time that he usually comes home, five or six, oh, well, that time passes too. (laughs) And then he comes home around eight and you're just like, what happened? You know, it's like, I thought you were going to come home early and help me. Um, But, and I can't complain to him, but he's just like, I know, babe, like I tried, you know, but that's the thing. There's like no consistency and you can't rely on your husband. When he's at work, you can't rely on him for anything um, besides doing his job that he needs to do and like making the bill or paying the bills. Right. But you can't, Yeah. you don't even have that support system with your husband because the military comes first. Yeah, um, and Luke, he takes the train because he works an hour away, and he takes the train, and there's only trains that are run at 2 p.m. and yeah. then at 4.30. So, like, let's say he's done for the day at, like, 3.45, and he could get home, and I really need help. doesn't yeah. matter. He can't catch the train till 4.30, and then he'll be home in 45 minutes. Uh, yeah. So, it's – I mean, that's just specific because of where we live right now with the train, but – yeah. Um, it doesn't matter. It's just, it's just, you can't, it, it's true. It sounds so ugly to say, but you can't rely on them because Roland's first Christmas, we were here and it was Roland's first Christmas. And all of a sudden, a few days before he got stuck with Christmas duty. What? No. He had, uh... And he had, he already had Thanksgiving duty. And oh, sorry. If you don't know, duty just means that you work like a 24 hour shift. You have to stay awake. Basically, you and another person and you take shifts of like who's awake, who's asleep. So you sleep like yep. half the night, then someone else sleeps half the night and you stay awake basically for 24 hours. Um, yep. So he got pinned with Thanksgiving duty. So me and Roland and my mom drove up him a plate for Thanksgiving and then same thing for Christmas. We drove him up a plate for Christmas and like had dinner with him uh, and then left. And I was like, yeah. are you freaking kidding me? How can you get Christmas and Thanksgiving? You have to work 24 hours. It's such bull crap when they already, they're already salary. And so like, even if you're not military, you know how being salary works. It usually freaking sucks because it's like, they still make you work a crap ton of overtime that you don't get paid for. If he works on the weekends, doesn't matter. If he works on holidays, doesn't matter. He doesn't get days back. He doesn't get paid extra. It's just like- yeah. Yeah, <laughs> your salary so yeah. you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it just makes me freaking crazy because I know there's plenty of jobs that aren't consistent nine to fives, but like, I hope you don't have to work on Christmas. Maybe if yeah. you work at a grocery store, but geez. And you get geez. paid overtime if you do. I mean, th- and, and yeah, so, well, and what comes to mind, what comes to my mind was when we were in Jacksonville, we lived two years in our camper and a hurricane was coming towards us. It was supposed to be, I forget what it was. it Florence? I don't know. It was like a huge hurricane that was coming towards us. 
and everyone was evacuating the city. Like, it was coming towards us. And we were like, okay, well, we're not going to be, our camper's not going to survive this hurricane. Like, they were (laughs) evacuating the campground. Like, no one was allowed to stay. Like, they didn't want the campers being damaged or their stuff being damaged from the camper flying across the campground. Like, they were like, you guys need to get out of here. So I'm like, okay. So I had packed up the house and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go. Let's go. Let's go. Well, Lael wasn't allowed to go. The, the, his bosses were keeping him there until they absolutely had to go. And, and Lael was like, listen, I don't live in a house where I can just stay here and hope to survive. Like I live in a camper. I need to go. And they literally would not let him go. They didn't let him go that day. And thankfully they let him go the next day. But, um, we kind of came to a point where I was like, well, I guess I have to drive this camper, which I, I didn't know how to tow a camper that size, but I was going to have to, because I couldn't rely on my husband to like get off work. And which is just craziness to me, like why you wouldn't let people evacuate, <laughs> evacuate oh, a not, city. You know what, though, is it's one of those things where it's like, doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise yeah, me. Yeah, I know. It's not surprising. It's ridiculous. But, <laughs> but it was just one of those things. I'm like, you know, you come to this situation where it's like, well, we're going to have to leave without you and hopefully you survive. Like <laughs> this is, well, you know, and on American soil, you don't really think of that but um it makes me so mad because a lot of the times like in a normal career your boss like gives a crap about you and your family right it's it's not like you're just another number so it's kind of where it's like oh like oh your wife is like sick oh okay like let's get you out of here asap because i know she's home with the kids and we don't want your wife to freaking die because yeah. we give a crap. And they're like, oh, sure. your wife is sick? Well, you're going away for three days now. Yeah. And it's like, what? Yeah. No. And <laughs> yeah. it's it's like, we literally could care less if she dies. We need you to go yeah. stand briefs for three days. And it's like, I mean, well, yeah. that's Let, obviously let's get, they let's don't get into say that. that. But it just makes me freaking insane. <laughs> let's get into that because because of COVID, um, restrictions are really strict right now. And so people are Maybe not for allowed. you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, but everywhere. You're not allowed to. I mean, this was when COVID first started, when we were in North Carolina. People were not allowed to leave and see their dying families, family members. Oh, okay? yeah, yeah. You are not allowed to leave their radius. If you leave the radius that the military gave you, well, then you would, you would get in so much trouble. And by trouble, I mean, like, you would, they would take your rank. Um, which also means pay. Like you, you could. I, there's so many different things that they could have done if they they caught you like outside of your your radius. But it's like even if your grandma was dying, they don't care. The minute your grandma is dead, then they may let you go to her funeral. May, and that's you have no control over your life. And that's the thing. That's um, why I laugh sometimes when when they try to put those rules onto me. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I did not sign any contract. I will go see my family when I need to see my family. Like, that's not a rule that I, I have to stick to. I thought to. it was so funny because people were like, oh, my husband gets to work from home. And I was like, wow, that must be so nice because right. my husband is considered essential. And I don't know why because yeah. he's not doing anything actually essential. But they're like, oh, yeah, someone yesterday here had COVID, but um, you still have to work. Just wear a mask. You'll be fine. 
And I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it kept being like, they were dropping like flies, man. And they didn't care. They weren't. Yeah. Nobody was allowed to not come to work or quarantine until they had a positive test. And I well, was like, yeah. and what he, and is hear happening? This, hear this out. They were going to close the base off, which um, because of my husband and where he sits in rank and all that and his job. He was going to be one of those that had to stay on base for stay two weeks. Stay on base. Shut he was going to be locked up. onto base. And I was like, wait, are you serious? Like, I, I try not to complain because, okay, there's duty. There's different times when they, like, go out to the field for two weeks at a time and, and all that. But with COVID, I was like, this is a little extreme that you're going to take my husband away from me for two weeks just to be 30 minutes away doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> Dude, and that so- happened to my sister-in-law. My sister-in-law's ha- my brother-in-law, he's in the Navy. And he was on base for like two months. No joke. Quarantined on base. They made them all stay on base. Like he had to live in the barracks. Yeah. They have a yep. child. And <laughs> yeah. I think like someone in his family died, like a very close family member, or his dad was sick or something. Some I think something bad happened with his dad. And his dad's like yeah. old. And they were like, Yeah, we don't know if we care. Like, we don't know if we care enough to let you go see your dad or anything. And it was super messed up. And it's just... It's ah, so messed up. Anyways. And and COVID, however you say it, aside, um, because people make fun of me for how I say it, but... You say COVID, um, but it's COVID. Yeah, I say COVID. (laughs) I just just like COVID better. But if you say COVID aside, it doesn't like... So Luke was lucky. Luke was able to get home a week before I gave birth from deployment um he was on deployment he got home a week before for me to give birth to roland so he came home like a week or two early than everybody else which was so nice that they let him do that yeah well i have a friend who is due halfway through her husband's deployment and they're not gonna let him come home for the birth and then go back like he could come home and go back that's normal i've heard of that before and they're yeah. like, no. But then his dad just died. So they did let him come home because his dad died. But so his dad died. Yeah. Then his baby's going to be born in the next few months. And they're like, this is a very important deployment for you to go sit and do nothing. Okay? You need to go yeah. over there. You need to sit and just do nothing. But, you know, it's fine. I, anyways. Yeah. Sometimes well, they I do want- very important things on deployment. Sometimes they sit. And yeah. if your baby's being born and your husband's just sitting in who knows where, that would make me yeah. want to be punching someone. Personally, yeah. I'd be fighting people. So, yeah. yeah. And I think that they're trying to get better on this. And I, I do think it depends on the unit that you're in. Um, they're trying better. I mean, Leo still has a tiff about how, like, he wasn't even allowed to go to his grandma's funeral. And it was because when he had just joined the military and he was considered a nobody. Um, and so his higher-ups didn't let him go home when she was sick and they didn't let him go home when um, she died, like, for his fun- for her funeral. And it was it really heartbreaking for him. It's still heartbreaking yeah, that's for ridiculous. him that he didn't let... They, they just said, oh, you're just this Lance Corporal nothing, like, and we said no. And so um, I think that they're trying, like, it's been years now. Um, they're trying to be better. And and I do have to say, like, we've been blessed with a couple great units. So the reason Lael didn't have to stay on base for a couple weeks when COVID started was because the unit um, cared for him and said, hey, you have a daughter, do- you have three kids, you have three young kids, um, you have a daughter that shouldn't get COVID, 
um, if it's as deadly as they say. And so why don't you go home? You'll be the one that's like, you'll be the last one that has to do this. And so his unit cared for him, you know, and um, they they chose the guy that had older kids um, or no kids or whatever, you know. So and then we had a unit in Vegas um, where Angela was getting her um, heart surgeries and they would just let him leave work for weeks at a time. They're like, dude, we can handle it. You just go. You know, so I think it really does have to do with your unit and who's who's over you. Uh, well, and, um, yeah, your MOS, your MOS as well. Because yes. it depends on, like, how much they actually need you there. Because of, like, yes. what Luke's MOS is and our friend is also has the same MOS. I'm not saying it for OPSEC reasons. Um, yeah. But OPSEC means mind your business, okay? Um, yeah. If you didn't know, basically. Okay. <laughs> but um, not you, Alexa. I know you know what it means. Yeah. But... So basically because of the position he's in, he's like, he has people depending on him. And so they're like, you can't, but it's his first child. It's his first child. His wife and him have been trying to have babies since before Luke and I had babies and they never could. They were told they couldn't because she has polycystic cystic ovary syndrome. And guess what? They're having a freaking miracle baby after a billion years of being told they can't. And they're like, that sucks. Yeah. That really sucks. We don't want you to leave. And I, I mean, anyways. Yeah. That's stinks. Uh, it's like, all's well that ends well. It just makes me so mad because I know so many women who've given birth alone without their spouse and that just yep. is the worst. It shouldn't yep. be like that. Exactly. <laughs> anyways. So. Yeah. No consistency in anything at all with your whole life. So don't yeah. imagine. Just imagine. It's very fun. It's great. It's great. I love it's it. It's so fun. I love living this it's spontaneous really life. When they're like, oh, we know we said that you were going to stay here for another two years, but surprise, you're moving in three months. That happened to me yeah. and Luke when we had to move here. So always yeah. moving. That's another thing I wanted to mention. Expect to move every three years, if not more often. Uh, expect to finally feel a little bit of support system, a little bit settled, have a few good friends that you're not ready to leave, really like your grocery store, who knows what. Yeah. Well, that sucks. <laughs> Time to go to somewhere you hate now. <laughs> well, and see, and I always try to embrace the moving thing because I'm like, oh, great. I get to like live and experience a new town and like a new place. And it, and it really seriously is great for like a year. I think I love, you know, just being somewhere new and, you know, doing new things as a family. And I really, but after that year kind of wears off, then you're like, uh, we have to stay here for another couple of years. Okay. Then that second year, it's like you just start picking all the bad things about the town that you're in. And then the third year it just kind of drags on because you're like, can I go home yet? Like, is this, is this just where I'm going to be? And um, and then you move again and then it kind of starts that cycle again for, uh, at least for me. So, well, so for me, it's different. So I've moved every three years, if not more of my whole life. The longest I've ever lived somewhere ever was four years. Yeah. Um, and that was Idaho. I lived in Idaho for four years, but that was it. The longest place I've ever lived. So love you, Idaho, Moscow, yeah. <laughs> Moscow's the best. <laughs> Anyways, um, it's it's weird. So for me, the initial moving, I love it. Because I'm a type 7, I love moving. I freaking love it. I don't know if I'll ever be okay staying anywhere. I think I will. I really think I could. But it takes me a little while to feel settled. 
if I ever feel settled, number one. Um, but around like the two and a half, two, two and a half year mark, I get really antsy to leave. Even if I have friends that I love and a good support system or whatever, I'm like, all right, new faces, new places. Where are we going? You know? Yeah. Um, and it's just because I've only ever moved. So I, I think now that I have kids, I put a lot more value in the stability of not moving because I think it would have been, it would be cool for them. I'm one of those people who like, it doesn't really affect me if I move all the time because I can make new friends not sure easily, not real friends easily, of course, but I can make face value friends easily because um, I'm pretty extroverted and, you know, I'm, I like to get out and all that kind of stuff, but not everybody's like that. So if you're introverted, you could literally just be sitting in your house for three years alone. And sometimes even for me, I, in this move, particularly, I've had a really hard time making deep friendships here. I have pretty much none in this area. I have tons of face value friendships, none that I consider like deep, meaningful friendships that I'll miss when I leave. That's ugly, but true. Um, so thank goodness I have, you know, some good friends, my long distance, good friends, but but yeah, it's, it was a bummer when yeah. like we became friends and it was like six months before your move. Like we became <laughs> yeah. friends and then we were like, that's so great. We don't, we're going to live super close to you because we were moving to the campground. Well, and that, that's when you guys were like, guess what? We're moving. <laughs> yeah, that sucked because you guys and literally was... moved to the end of our road. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, see so you never. And then I'm like, hey, we're probably coming back. And you're like, I'm never coming back. I'm going to California. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. Oh, man. Um, it's, it's hard for our kids. It's not just hard for us, like, friendship-wise. It's hard for us, um, like, for our kids, like, to keep friends and, and all that. And, like, to leave their friends and to do all that. Like, it's hard for our kids as well. But not just, like, relational-wise. If you do work outside of your home, like, both Rachel and I don't, but if you do want to have a job outside of your home, you are switching jobs every three years as well, which isn't as convenient as our military spouses. Yeah, and that's why most, like, spouses are either freelancers of some sort Um, that like, that's why I became a photographer because I knew it would move semi well. That's also why a lot of, a lot of us work for like companies that we really like, like Alexa and I work for Young Living as well. And we really love it. We love the company and it moves well, but let's say I have friends who have master's degrees and they have no job. They just sit at home and they hate it because they're overqualified for things in their area or they have to go back to school for something that they're definitely overqualified for, but just so that they can have a job. Like I have a few friends that are vet techs now um, and they had to go back to school for that even though they already have degrees. And it just sucks because it's not like if you have any type of job that requires like clientele or, you know, word of mouth, well, good luck yeah. because you're going to move and lose it. And even it's not like you can climb the corporate ladder. You're always starting from the beginning unless, you know, just there's some rare instances that that isn't true. But generally speaking, you're starting over again and again and again yeah. and again. And that's very discouraging because... Usually these people, like for Alexa, example, for example, 
she went to school before she was married and she had an awesome degree and she hasn't gotten to ever really use it because yeah. that just doesn't work for our lifestyle. And I, I know you don't necessarily want to do that anymore, but maybe if you would have stayed in the same place and had the chance to, maybe you would have, you know? Yeah. No, for sure. If we had stayed in the area, I would, yeah, my life would be so much different now. I mean, not that I regret it, but, um, I mean, something that comes to my mind is before I left Jacksonville, Lyle was trying to convince me to get my real estate license for California just because houses here are so expensive. Like selling one house here would be a great help to us financially. Um, but then I really, you know, I talked myself out of it because, and I'm glad I did because I didn't want to, I didn't want to spend the time going to school, um, just adding that stress to my plate. And then once you become a real estate agent, it is a lot about word word of mouth, you know, like your clients come from your other clients and building your, building your clientele list is like, it's hard. And like growing experience is hard. Knowing the areas that you're you're showing, that's that's a lot of like running around, you know. And with kids at home and homeschooling, I was like, you think you're gonna work a Saturday a month? No, I'm gonna be working seven days a week, and I'm gonna have to put my kids in school because there's no way that I would be able to, you know, even just do this part time and be successful at it. And yeah, maybe that's just the pessimist. Pr- part of me. Um, I'm sure I could have done it and maybe been a little bit successful part-time, but I really don't think so. I think that this, you know, so like I just talk myself out of jobs because I'm like, it's not really worth the time. And then we're going to move. We're going to move in four years. So it's like all the clientele I build up the last year, maybe I'll be financially successful and then we'll move. And I'm like, I really don't want to, and then I'll have to get more. Um, I'll have to go back to school for that new state that we'll be in. And I'm like, I just, I find that more a waste of time than financially. um, Stability. Yeah. Like adding to your family somewhat. Yeah. So it it was, it's cheaper for me and less stress for me just to kind of be a stay at home mom, which I I love doing. That's what I want to do anyway. But thinking of even a part-time job, you know, unless I want to go work part-time at Walmart, which, you know, no hate on that, no judgment there. But that's not something that I want to do or need to do right now Um, when I could be doing something, you know, like you said, with my degree or something or getting a degree for, but there's just not enough time to really build that clientele. So, um, yeah, it's hard. Even as a photographer, I mean, I tried photography for a year and it was great. I I enjoyed learning the skill, but even then it's word of mouth and um, building that clientele. You really have to love it. You really, really have to love it. It becomes your full-time thing. So. And like with the photography thing, like I was a lot more successful when I was somewhere, like when I was still in Pennsylvania, where I had a lot of friends and family for like word of mouth referral. And then I have definitely shot things just from marketing via social media, but not nearly as much as word of mouth. Word of mouth has always been my best like income thing. And, uh, because I don't have a huge, you know, um, support group locally, I haven't had as much success here. I've also really taken a break because I obviously was pregnant and then having a second baby and it just wasn't the time for that to be the priority in my life. Yeah. Um, but even something like that, like freelancer, 
you know, goodness gracious, you're, you're still starting over again and again. It is freaking hard. You can't yeah. get established anywhere unless you plan to, what is it called? Like geo living, geo batch. I don't know. Basically yeah. where you live somewhere, your spouse lives somewhere else, and then you commute yeah. to see each other on the weekends, yeah. which sounds freaking terrible. So yeah, I mean, and Not you really awesome. just have to, I mean, and we married, we married them knowing this is the lifestyle we were getting into, obviously, but uh, yeah. it, it kind of does take a toll after a while, like their job doesn't care for them, like on a personal level, but it's the most important thing that we have to like, um, our world revolves around this job that doesn't actually care <laughs> for him or us yeah. personally. Yeah. And we have to move so that he goes farther up in his corporate ladder, right? Um, If we want to call it that. And so we have to move for his benefit, but then at the same time, the rest of our our life is kind of upheveled. And so his job always does come first, which, you know, um, I've been convicted late, like recent, not lately, but um, earlier on, maybe I think the time I had in Jacksonville, kind of trying to find jobs that would work. And then I was convicted, like, you know what? Staying at home and supporting him climb his ladder over there in the military is just kind of where I need to be right now. And it was just a big sacrifice on my part to kind of just realize that. Like, I married that, and I knew that. I didn't didn't fully understand it when I married him. But now I fully understand it, and now I do have to take that sacrifice as well. So... Um, I really do appreciate it when people say, you know, well, thank you to the spouse because we know you sacrifice a lot too. And I don't think that they fully understand it unless they've been in the military um, or have been a spouse. But I still appreciate it when they say that because I'm like, yeah, you do sacrifice even yourself, you know, like your whole self um, to just move every three years. Your hopes, your wants, your dreams, you sacrifice it all for love. So, yeah. And so it's worth yeah. it. And I, I don't complain, but it, it did take some time to kind of really realize, okay, this is part of my sacrifice that I just, you know, I'm here to support him and do his thing. This is what my world revolves around and it's okay. So yeah, it just takes time. Yeah. But other people don't have to deal with that. And I think that that's a, another thing. It's like, I have friends that, you know, they work, both of them work. But they've always been in the same place, and that's great for them. But um, it doesn't work for us, you know? Well, even my friends who prefer to work versus staying home, like, with their kids, I still have watched them struggle ridiculously because it's like, okay, now your husband's going to be gone for six months. Who's going to watch your kids while you're at work? Yeah. Can you you afford to put them in daycare? TRICARE. I was going to say, like, the CDC, you know, daycare on base the whole time. Probably not. Then you're just working to do that. So it it's just one of those things where I don't think you know until you know. Yeah. It's like crazy. Yeah. Like it's it's just a lot more than you realize that you give up a lot more. Yeah. Than you realize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable. Why are you uncomfortable? Why? Because I'm uncomfortable because it's just like a. You know, when you sometimes when you say hard things, yeah, and you talk about hard truths, sure. I, uh, you know, that's a coping mechanism, you know, joking yeah. and laughing. It's a coping yeah, mechanism. Yeah, there we go. Coping mechanism. Hey, I always laugh. Speaking I of always coping. laugh, and I do, and I do realize I laugh, especially when times are hard. I do. Yeah. I laugh. And that's why people think that I'm just like, 
uh, really ditzy because I just laugh at everything. And in reality, it is just so that I don't have to cry. <laughs> so, it's true. It's true. So. But yeah, speaking of coping mechanisms, I did, or we did want to talk about like how we cope with all of yeah. these things that we have talked and ranted and shared about with you all. So obviously one way to cope is, you know, develop coping mechanisms, like laughing at uncomfortable situations. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Finding oh, friends um, that, that are in your situation helps. It really does help. Yep. So it does. Friends that understand and that, um, can like listen and relate versus be like, Oh yeah, that sucks. Right. <laughs> <You know>? yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet that's hard. Gonna go hang out with my husband every night now. See you later. You know? Yeah. That's it. Definitely. It definitely helps. I, um, in Jacksonville before we left, I had like a really, really good support system, um, with Luke's just like work, the people he worked with their wives. I kind of like made us all be friends sort of. Yeah. Um, it's my job as a officer's wife, you know, make everybody <laughs> friends. Uh, not really, but I just, I just wanted to, like our husbands were all deployed together. I knew we were all going through the same thing, even if we handled it differently. And it was just nice to like, know, like, Hey, you're alone. I'm alone. Let's have dinner sometimes. Let's, you know, like go grocery shopping with each other. Let's you know, let the kids run outside and we'll just talk. And basically yeah. p- you, you learn to do life with people, um, that aren't your family, but they, they start to feel like family because you don't have any family near you. Yeah. So that, that's actually like a really, really special thing about military families that other people probably don't get to experience. Like, especially living here, I see everybody just, like, be friends with people that they've always been friends with, like, since high school and stuff. Sure. Or college. And um, I see, like, this is this is going to be a blanket statement, so don't be offended, anybody, okay? But I don't see a lot of growth in people when they don't ever meet new people. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, so true. Because they're not, they're not stretched or questioned or they're not made to grow by being in uncomfortable new different situations that's just normal how mm-hmm. people work um so i've you know i've grown so much as a person i've learned new things i've stretched i've been uncomfortable and i've you know i've had thanksgivings that were with a bunch of friends and no family you know when all our husbands mm-hmm. are deployed and um it's just one of those things where it's like it's a really special thing when you find it and then you guys yeah. will all move and go somewhere else and it will be terrible. But while you do have it, it's very special. And I think you get this skill of being able to find your people, really kind of latch on to them for however long you have with them, and then being okay with seeing them go when it's time for them to leave. And yeah. like, yeah, you'll be sad. It'll be hard. It'll suck. You'll do your best to keep in touch. You probably might. You probably won't. <laughs> at least for me, I suck at keeping in touch. Um, <laughs> But, you know, you have to keep in touch with me because I text you so much. (laughs) But also you're this is a different thing. I think if Alexa and I wouldn't have decided to start this podcast, we wouldn't keep in touch like we do now. And I think that's actually really, really cool because I think it helps us 
you know, be better friends. And also it's funny because we also avoid each other because of it sometimes too, where yeah. we both don't want to work. So we just won't talk for a week and we'll be yeah. like, this is us avoiding having to work. We'll just yeah. not speak. And then no one will ask each other to do anything. <laughs> yeah. Right. Ra- Rachel's always on my to-do list, but you know, sometimes I'm like, it's yeah. at the end. <laughs> I'm like, man, next week, next week. Um, but I don't know. I think it's a cool thing when you can like your, your heart and mind learns how to make space for new people and also to let them go. So to speak, because a lot of the times people don't know how to make space for you because they know you're going to leave and they don't want to become attached to someone that they know is going to leave. Yeah. But that's actually really sad because hello, I know I'm leaving, but I need to have people care about me until then. Hello. Yeah. So, um, well, and I think it, I think it's fun, too, to be like, oh, yeah, I have a friend over there. Oh, I have a friend over there. I have a friend over there. You know, like, I have friends, like, all over <laughs> yeah, all over America. Yeah. I think that that's kind of neat, and that's something that a not, not a lot of people um, outside of the military can kind of speak to. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I know people in all countries, all yeah, over, you know, yeah. and, and that's so, so unique and special. So definitely um, – something that like only us usually get to experience and it just I don't know like I don't I'm not like oh I love hanging out with only military spouses but when you can find the good ones I feel like they are just really special like God puts them there because he knows you need them you know yeah and that's really really nice um another thing that well has to do with coping is learning how to handle your coping mechanisms and your defense mechanisms and all those things by going to therapy. Therapy is so important. I I think that it should be mandatory for like, especially if your spouse is deployed and I think you guys should both have to go to therapy and when they come back, I think you guys should have to go to therapy together. (laughs) And before you leave, I think you should have to go to therapy. And I know people are like, what? That sounds like a lot. But this is the thing is I have physically watched how, different people cope differently i have seen myself like have new coping mechanisms to handle luke leaving and here is the bummer guys sometimes those coping mechanisms are ugly okay they're ugly and they're hurtful and this is not how marriage was meant to be where your spouse leaves you or you know their job is more important than you yeah (laughs) and it's not their choice um and i just think we could just all do so much better if we went to therapy i think it's so important and take care of your mental health because when you're alone all the time especially if you have kids so you can't like ever do anything by yourself yeah you need to go to therapy like please like find a friend or you know be willing to pay someone for you to go to counseling every other week even if you can tricare pays for therapy so just kind of look shop around um i i've been I've been in a situation where I'm like well I'm only going to go to church counselors and I I encourage you to try out church counselors sometimes here here's a couple things sometimes you don't want your church family or people in your church knowing what's going on in your personal life um so that's something that you have to kind of figure out if you trust this person and you think that it's going to be fine fine but also kind of just try out regular therapy as well. I mean, these people have been trained differently and, um, you're everyone, everyone needs something different. 
So don't just be like, well, I'm just going to go to my pastor at church. Try not to fall on that sword. I mean, find someone that's going to work with you well. And therapy is a wonderful thing. So I went to therapy for about 10 years when I was a kid. And then my husband and I recently took advantage of TRICARE insurance and did couples therapy. So at first we wanted to just do Christian counseling at church. And then we decided, you know what, that wasn't a healthy place to go get our counseling. Um, So we did go off base and out of town actually to get our counseling. And it was just, it was a huge blessing for us. And I'm glad that we, we finally committed to that. Um, there's so many things that we needed to work through that we weren't able to work through just with us. So, um, yeah, a lot of people feel weird about that. And obviously Alexa and I don't cause Alexa went to school to be a freaking therapist and <laughs> I love therapy. I've been plenty, but uh, I get very sad when people are only willing to go to Christian therapists, because if you can find one that you love. Of course, do that first, duh. Yeah, yeah. But for me personally, when I, after I had Roland and I wanted to see a counselor here locally, the only people I could find was like a secular therapist. So I found someone that I really liked. And here's the thing, therapists, secular therapists are, or counselors or whatever, are, you know, trained to be sort of, you know, neutral, So I was able to talk about my faith and involve my faith in our therapy. She never made me feel weird. She never tried to give me like not Christian advice, like to counter or anything. She kind of knew like what I cared about, what was important to me and helped me like push me towards that. So it was like therapy and then like God in my personal life working together to help me. And I thought that was really, really cool. And I didn't expect it to be like that. Um, but it was, and I think that it, you know, can be very beneficial because I needed someone to say more to me than just like, you don't pray enough, you know, and I'm not saying all Christian counselors will only be like that, but I've heard some horror stories and I need people who are like, like me, I need sometimes like validation for things where I could be like, Oh, like this happened, but Oh, well, you know, and she'd be like, uh, no, that's actually super unfortunate and you're allowed to be upset that that happened to you yes you know and kind of be like oh wow okay I don't have to make light of everything I don't have to make everything okay and just handle it sometimes I can be sad about things and that's okay so that's just Mm -hmm. like a personal thing to me but hopefully to give you a little insight that like therapy is cool and it works so use it especially if you try care and it's free like it is for us that is so cool so Try out a few, find someone who fits well, and go when you can. And it's just really, really important, especially for us in this lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to add something, too. I mean, especially having TRICARE and going to the doctors that we are allowed to go to, they are very quick at pushing pharmaceutical medication on us. And, I mean, I know that this isn't, like, a hippie episode, so I won't go there, but... If you are taking antidepressants, which they give to you like candy, um, because they know that we have issues, they know that we're more depressed than other people. (laughs) So they're putting these things on us um, saying, okay, well, this will help you. So um, I have, I know so many people that are secretly taking these antidepressants or maybe not secretly. 
especially when you're in a Christian community, most of those things kind of go unsaid because you don't want people to know that you're struggling with depression, but your doctor knows and your doctor's giving you antidepressants. So if you are on antidepressants, let me just tell you right now, you should be going to therapy if you are on antidepressants. That is an indicator that something is going on and this pharmaceutical medication shouldn't be taken permanently. You need to be pairing that with therapy. So just a little FYI, I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that because I have never been offered any type of medication, but I didn't go I didn't, I don't, I didn't go to my doctor to go to the therapist. You don't need your, so most of the time with TRICARE, you need like approval from your PCM, like a referral to go to somewhere else. But to see a counselor, that's one of the few things that you don't need a referral to go to do. Um, So you just go online to TRICARE. You look at who is in your, um, you know, which depending on what type of TRICARE you have, like who's in your network. And then you just call them and make an appointment yep. and you're covered. So, so easy. I don't, so I easy. never talked to my doctor. So they were never like, hello, would you like medicine? Just talking to someone can be so beneficial. And then if you yeah. actually do need antidepressants, I don't want anybody to feel shame about that because I have multiple close family and friends um, that are on antidepressants of some sort and yeah. uh, it helps them have more will to live. And I think that's a okay. So well, yeah, and, and if you do need help, I don't think, yeah, you I hope that, I don't, I, I hope I didn't that. communicate that. I just want to make sure that it is an indicator that something else, you know, might be being need to be said, you know, it should and go. I think it should go hand in hand. And for most of the yes. people I know it does. It's not yes. like they just are like, okay, medicine. So I can ignore my problems yeah. now. It's like, that's good that the people that you know are using it paired because the people that I know are just, I don't know if they pair it. I have been offered antidepressants before because of different health things. And I kind of just straight up looked at the doctor and I said, that's not something I'm going to take. And if you're telling me that I'm stressed and overwhelmed enough to take a pharmaceutical medication for it, then I'm going to go to therapy first, you know, ended up not being any of that. But this is me coming from a state of like, okay, well, I'm going to try therapy first, where a lot of people say, sure, I'll take whatever you give me, you know? So I just... Yeah, that's fair. I didn't even... I guess I didn't even think of the fact... I mean, I've always assumed that your mental health care professional should be the one to tell you that you need to take a medication, not like your sure. primary care. I Because I, agree. I want someone who like actually like knows what I'm dealing with and isn't like, hello, you have two minutes. Do you want drugs or not? Goodbye. You know what I mean? I, I want someone who's like, hello, I know you're struggling. I see the, after speaking to you for a few months that you are struggling in these ways. And I really think this could be beneficial to you while we're working on your healing, you know? Yeah. But that's weird that it's not like that. I don't know how often it's like that because in my case, and I've seen so many doctors, um, even off base, um, that have offered me, and these are people that are accepted by our insurance and um, that have just offered me stuff without even getting to the root cause or um, maybe you need to go to therapy or something like that. Rachel ended up not being anything. It was, um, I was having heart palpitations. You remember that whole thing? I was having heart palpitations and yeah. ended up being the foods that I was eating was giving me heart palpitation from my esophagus and I wasn't having heart attacks, but it really felt like heart attacks. So it finally took me, it was like the fifth doctor that I saw 
that was like, oh, this is your esophagus. This isn't your heart. Now I know why you think you're having a heart attack. You're not stressed. (laughs) So, but imagine if I had just kind of gone along with it. So, and I know some that do. So anyway, I just kind of wanted to put that out there because I'm like, I just want to make sure, you know, if you are taking medication, no judgment. Um, Some people do need it. There are chemical things that are going on in your brain, but maybe also therapy would help. So... Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Is there anything else we wanted to talk about? I think we kind of, like... Well, we didn't talk about church, and I think that that's... We've we've touched on going to church. I think when we we talked about our mom episode, uh, making mom friends, but we didn't touch on that here. Um, But maybe just saying, like, that's the first thing we do. When we come into a new area, it's not getting to know people in the unit. Um, in my husband's unit, it's it's going and finding a church. That's our main thing. Yeah. I've had uh, friends and family that have moved out of areas, and if they are not actively in a church, they're alone. We get involved as quickly as we can into a church that we like, and we we stick with it. And then we end up having friends. We end up having help, have people praying for us that are close by, you know? So it makes a huge difference. It makes such a difference. Luke and I have even started looking at churches for what we think may be our next duty station because if we do go back to Jacksonville, we're going to live in a different area. So we were looking for like a new church this time and we've already started like listening to sermons at different churches so that we have a few places that we'd like to try out right away because that is something we do immediately because that is like community for us right away a good place to start a good place to you know meet people who can care about you and become your friend right away very important very very important i it's it's just it almost feels like a given to me at this point but i know it's not a given for everybody it's great i mean even when luke was deployed i was able to like ask you know church community like because i was pregnant i was able to be like hello can someone please come mow the lawn for me because i feel like death you know and someone would would come mow the lawn for me and just help take care of me yeah, and like give me awesome. like care for me and and bless me in that way. So it's sure. not not that you go to church just to meet people to do stuff. Yeah, no, no, no. Course, but I'm just I love that. that just I mean, yeah, right now, <laughs> just an example. Um, we found a church that we like, and we're going to life groups during the week or a life group during the week, and we. And when we get to, when we go to on Sunday mornings, it's like, oh, we know people. It's not like we're that. just sitting there in the back. Oh, we don't know anybody. Let's wait for someone to talk to us. No, like we know people, you know, so it's all up to you on if you, if you want friends or not, you have to kind of get out there and church kind of seems like that safe place. So, and we met at church. So there we go. <laughs> yeah. So if you need any more convincing than that, we, uh. I saw Alexa's yeah. tattoo and knew she was the one for me, so. <laughs> yeah. You can meet lovely people at church who will want to start podcasts with you, just so you know. Yeah. So. And I've tried to make friends other ways, um, like going to mops groups. Mops groups are great, but at the same time, you only have a couple hours a month to really meet people and try to see, okay, do we mesh? And then you go out on a date and like a mom date and then, you know, and maybe you don't mesh. And it kind of just seems like it's been always so, so convenient just to go to church. So you kind of know you're on the same page with these people or what page they're on, you know, dependent on how the pastor is, what he's talking about. You kind of already know the basis of who these people are to kind of start from there. So, yeah, I concur. I think that's it. I think that was 
a lot of info because we've never done a military wife episode, but I'm really glad, or spouse, I'm really glad we did one finally. I feel like it's long overdue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what we didn't talk about? What? Uh, we didn't talk about Facebook groups. Well, that what about has Facebook helped. Groups? Like, I don't know. I've met people on Facebook. Oh, I've only Dependent met Dependent on the group. Oh, really? Okay. I meet so many people online. Like, dependent on, like, what group you're going in. See, okay, me, I always go into, like, the crunchy group. Me too. So, like, in Jacksonville, I was like, Jacksonville crunchy mamas, you know? And so I'm like, okay, these these people, they, they understand me. So I've met a couple ladies on groups like that. And sometimes it's nice just to have someone online when you're home. That you chat with, even if you you don't do it too much in real life. But. That's that's true. I do have, like, online friends. Not, like, local online friends, but I do have, like, a girl that I'm pretty close with. She lives in Maine, and I literally met her on Instagram. There we go. And, and yeah. we, like, we text now, which is crazy. Yeah. Don't knock those friendships. I have so many Instagram friends that are actually my friends, and I have their phone number, and we text each other. And they're in different states. And I, I met them on Instagram. And at first it felt weird because I was like, ew, am I really doing this? Am I really going to be that person that meets their friends online? But then I think about it and I'm like, I met my husband online. So <laughs> so that like, should be enough. <laughs> this should be this should be fine. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah, true. You'll find that's your true, people there too. Yes. Yeah, and it's kind of nice that you can text people. Like, sometimes I, I'll text certain people, like, if an article comes pa- past me and I'm like, who would understand me at this very moment? Who would be this angry about this article? Oh, <laughs> I know. And sometimes, sometimes it's a friend that I met on Instagram, you know? Yeah, So definitely. Yeah, you kind of go to different friends for different things, and that's yeah. okay. So. Yeah. That's why it's nice to have all types of friends. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know if you guys like this episode because we can give you like more military spouse content. If you guys are just like curious about this anymore, like things we didn't touch on, things you'd like to hear. Um, I just think that'd be interesting. Or if anybody has anything they want us to share on the podcast, like let us know because that'd just be interesting. Also, I think we want to start doing more like Q&A episodes, right? So if you have any like questions any sort of questions let us know cool like mom stories where it's like you know you saved your child from underneath the car it doesn't have to be that extreme but you know something that you think would bring value to the show and we could like share a few of your own stories that are really cool or you know you have questions that would be fun even if your kid i mean i don't know if you're cool with this but even if your kid did something super funny and you're like, this is worthy. I'd love to hear a funny story too. Yes. Yeah. If you so want to share. Any, just, you know, share some stuff. And we'll, we might, if we like it, we'll share it on the show, right? I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And yeah, and we'll definitely have to announce this in our uh, our stories too. Yeah, we so. will. We'll talk about it more on social media. And I'm not talking about it too, too much here. But basically, <laughs> we just want to get some more like stuff from you guys. So it feels a little bit more like a conversation. Yeah. Because this is Moms Out Loud. I mean, we're not the only two moms that talk out loud. So No, not we want our by listeners a long shot. <laughs> to talk out loud. Yes, yeah. So just so. write us. Just, you know, shoot us a little email. We would love that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you guys soon. See ya. Bye. Hey, are you guys still there? Don't click out just yet. 
Alexa and I wanted to share a little bit about a company that we work with and that we love so much. We wanted to share because we know that once you try these products, you're going to fall in love too. We use their products in our homes as replacements for everything from traditional toxic cleaning products to personal care items. We are talking about Young Living, and if you follow us on our personal Instagram pages, you've heard us rave all about Young Living products before, but we can't stop, won't stop. Young Living's motto is seed to seal. We know and trust where our products are sourced, what science goes into producing them, and what standards the final products are held to. They're the only oily company with this promise and with a major focus on sustainably producing quality products. We love knowing that all of our cleaning products, supplements, and scents in our home are safe, not only for us, but especially for our kids. If you ever have any questions regarding Young Living products, please reach out to us. This stuff is our jam. If you were wondering how to buy products, make sure you follow the link in our Instagram profile or email us directly. We would love for you to be part of our team and we look forward to sharing all the knowledge we have gained over the many, many years of being part of the Young Living fam. Shameless plug over. Now head on over to the link in our Instagram profile to learn more about Young Living and to see what we're talking about. Let's ditch and switch those harmful products in our home and get you started on your non-toxic journey ASAP. Boom. Thanks for listening. You can contact us at momsoutloudpodcast at gmail.com with questions, topic ideas, and collaborations. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Moms Out Loud. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe.